Welcome to episode 77 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break Podcast. My name is Allison Jackson, joined each week by Mike Maloney and Kayla Rodriguez-Santiago. Before we get into the episode, I would like to thank our sponsors this month. Skilled Trades Partners coming in once again as our presenting partner. Thank you so much. And then we also have a lightning round sponsor, Metro Walls. Who's going to tell us about the sponsors this week? Oh, I can definitely tell you about our sponsors. So skilled trade part skilled trade partners, shout out to them. They understand the trades, the industry, they serve to get the job done. Their skilled trade construction managers are uniquely experienced, honest, dedicated, and focused on developing real workable solutions for the client's challenges. As a uh, top skilled trades recruitment agency, their goal is to help companies seamlessly find and retain the most highly skilled tradesmen and construction professionals. So there you have it, folks. If you need construction trade people, definitely reach out to Scale Trade Partners. Um, And then Lightning Round sponsor, we have Metro Walls. Uh, They're established in 2004 in Manchester, New Hampshire. They boast an impressive workforce supported by highly trained drywall employees, along with an experienced and efficient project management estimator team. They take extreme pride in outstanding customer service and success in every job. And since their inception, they have grown to one of the leading commercial framing, drywall, and acoustical companies in New England. So there you have it. If you need commercial framing, drywall, and acoustical necessities, you can reach out to Metro Walls. And then we also have to welcome Allison back from her vacation. Allison, welcome back. Last week was not the same without you. We did the best we could. Didn't have the same energy, but I know you're going to bring it today. Welcome back. How was your vacation? It was great. Thank you. Yep. I'm very happy um, to have had a nice break and to be out there. And it was great. Um, went to Montana. It was a blast. Was on a ranch for a week. Saw Yellowstone. Ooh. Yeah, it was really fun. Did you run into Kevin Costner at all or the Dutton Ranch? No, I don't watch Yellowstone. Did you Who's- see old? Did you see old faithful? Nope, I didn't go through that entrance. Um, I went through the north entrance, so I saw some waterfalls, um, the Lamar River, uh, the Mammoth Hot Springs, um, some bears, some antelope. Nice. Um, no bison, but hopefully next time. No bison. You- no, my next question was, did you see any bison out there? Nope, oh. we tried, but nothing nothing came about. But yeah. Did you, did you swim in the, the hot springs? Good question. Did you enjoy you would um you would die burn, if you swim in them. Um so no. I I did swim in a geothermal hot springs. Um, okay, there you go. In Helena. Um, but no, in Yellowstone, we were in like Wyoming. Uh no, it was Gardner, uh, Montana. Um, I think we were a little bit into Wyoming. I'm not exactly sure where the Mammoth Hot Springs falls um on the map there, but no, um, you aren't even allowed to walk on the ground. Uh, there's a boardwalk that you walk around there. It said like 20 people ever have been like scalded to death there. Wow. So it's not like a swimming hot spring. It's like um, like sulfur like coming up from the ground and would literally incinerate you as a human being. So no, <laughs> I'm here today. Okay. So you can rest assured I did not swim in those hot springs. Um, well, we're glad that you're here with us. We're, we're, yeah, we're glad you didn't swim in the sulfur yeah. hot springs. Oh my God. Uh, is it like they, you know, I know you don't watch Yellowstone, but Yellowstone, they talk about Helena a lot. Uh, is it big sky country? Is it that beautiful? A lot of rolling hills. Yeah. Um, 
So I didn't realize that they called Montana itself like Big Sky because there is also Big Sky Montana. Um, <clears throat> but the the sky was endless. It was like something. It was not like nothing I'd ever seen. Um, yeah, just mountains everywhere. The sky went on forever. Um, there was a point where we had hiked up to the top of a mountain. I think we were uh, like 6,500 feet altitude wise. Um and I saw, oh, what was it called? The um, I think they called the Sleeping Giant. It's like a mountain or rock formation. Um, and if you look out into the distance, it looks like a, like a big, huge, like a giant sleeping on the on his back. Um, and so you can like make out the silhouette oh. of the face and the body and stuff. It's very cool. That's very very cool. cool. Definitely get out there. Um, if you've never been, it's on sounds, my bucket list for sure. Sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would definitely have to. I, I want to see. If you don't see watch Yellowstone, you gotta watch Yellowstone. But uh, yeah, did you so, go anywhere near that? Did you go anywhere near that Yellowstone Ranch? Because I know it's like a tourist trap out there. But did you go up near that? Um, I don't think so. My if we did, I probably would have known because my friend that I was with, she um is obsessed with Yellowstone. <laughs> um, but no, we saw a lot of the logo. I guess again, like yeah. I she pointed all of it out because I don't I don't watch it at all. Um, I will at some point, but no, I didn't see a Yellowstone like specified yeah. ranch. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, there are like six or seven different entrances into Yellowstone because it spans across, I think, four states. So Montana, yes. Wyoming, Idaho, there's one more. Um, and so, yeah, we made it like halfway through between the North entrance and the West entrance before we turned around. Um, I think it took us like three hours to get in. Um, and about an hour to get out just because we stopped so many times on the way in. God, it must have been beautiful. It was unbelievable. Must have yeah. Been and, and the so. mountains out there are so much bigger than the mountains around here, right? That's oh, like, yeah. I yeah. Mean, there's like snow at the tops oh. of the mountains. You can see it like, but like there's no snow on the ground. I mean, it was like 70 degrees or higher every day that I was there. The thunderstorms, there were a lot of thunderstorms. Um but it's not like here where it's like pouring, pouring, pouring. It's like they were kind of sporadic um, and you could like hear them from the distance. And sometimes they would come up over where we were. But for the most part, um, it was just kind of like you could hear like kind of the booming thunder, see the lightning. The skies got dark. It cooled oh. off. But yeah, it was it was um, it was. Yeah, it was unbelievable. All right. Well, welcome back this week on the podcast. We've got Caitlin Kingman from the Haynes Group. She's the marketing director over there. So let's uh, hear from her. Welcome to the podcast, my friend, Caitlin Kingman from the Haynes Group. Welcome to the podcast, Caitlin. Hi, Mike. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is not your first podcast. We, we talked about that. So you are not a rookie podcaster anymore. You are like a veteran because you've been on uh, one of the podcasts besides ours. I took that personal. I think so. you're, you're putting a lot of faith in me, but <laughs> <laughs> let's see how this goes. <laughs> Um, you know, we were always looking for great people to be on and, and Caitlin's one of the best. She works for the Haynes Group. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, what you do for the Haynes Group, and uh, how long have you been with Haynes? Well, I'm Kate. I am the marketing director here at Haynes. I've been here for about five years um, and I pretty much do it all. I do all of our social media. I have built our website from scratch, um, you know, just typical website maintenance. I do all of our press. I handle the events. Um, both in-house and external. Um, it's pretty much it. I do it all. It is, so uh, if if anybody's come to an ABC event where Haynes has been there, Kate has been there setting up, tearing down, total 
totally amazing to, to have her there. She's usually the first one there, right? She's always the first one that's setting up, last one to leave. So uh, I'm sure the Haynes group people love having you on board. But uh, why don't we talk a bit about uh, some of the difficulties you've seen out there hiring some good people? Because I know, you know, in every industry and in, in every business, there's always challenges. What are some challenges that you've seen and how have you guys uh, beaten those down there? Well, you know, it's nice to know that it's not just the construction industry that's having those problems. Um, I have friends in other industries that, you know, they're struggling across the board with hiring, with retaining people. Um, so I think it's just a worldwide event that's happening. And, you know, obviously with the pandemic, I think we saw it happening a lot quickly, a lot more quickly, a lot more frequently. Um, but I think we're fortunate that we have been on a hiring spree. Um, we've also had really good retention with our employees. We always have, um, but we're hiring in all departments. We've just recently hired a HR director. Um, we've hired site supervisors. We've hired um, new project managers, new estimators. Um, you know, so we've been really fortunate that we've been able to find a lot of good people. Um, but it is no easy feat. Um, we. We interview tons of people, whether they're underqualified, overqualified, um, right in the middle. It's just, I think you have to find that right person. And that's very difficult these days. Now, uh, with the, your marketing background, what are some of the your favorite things about doing marketing for the Haynes Group? Because, I mean, I'm sure that every day, like us here at the school, right, you're, it's a new day every day, new challenge every day. What are some of your favorite things about being the marketing director over there at Haynes Group? It's just really fun. Um, I work for Mike and Brian, who are just very dynamic, very bold. Um, they love to have fun. So we're constantly laughing in the office. Um, I love coming in and having so many different projects to highlight as well. Um, we recently um, just announced that we're um, building Mighty Squirrel's second location in the Fenway neighborhood. And I'm so pumped about that oh, project. I, I love Mighty Squirrel. So love it. I love the, the, the squirrels are just such a great team <laughs> and they're so fun to work with. I, I'm very excited about this project. It's going to be so similar, but so different from their first location too. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And um, we, you know, we, we do everything from hotels to other breweries to, um, you know, high-end restaurants. So it's just constant change every single day, uh, which I love. And the clients just make it so much more fun. And then uh, do you think you, is it more your thing to be in person? Do you think at some of these events or do you really enjoy more of the social media side? I love being in person. Um, I didn't always, (laughs) (laughs) I used to be very introverted and um, working here. That's just not possible. (laughs) Everyone here. Yeah. Everyone here is so talkative and so friendly. It just, you have no choice, but to come out of that shell and um, I love being in person. I love meeting new people. It's more personable online. You don't really get that interaction with people. And while social media is great, I think it's also, it can be detrimental as well. Right. Now, uh, you said you built the Haynes website from the ground up. Now, when you talk about from the ground up, did you take, well, there's a no website at all, or did you start totally from scratch? No, when I started, um, they did have a website. Uh, it was on a platform that I was vaguely familiar with. Um, 
it was not my favorite program. So I did completely change over to an entirely new platform and um, really spent the better part of the first six months to a year I was here working on building that out. And I, I would say we constantly, you know, we do maintenance every six months to a year on it. It has to evolve, right? Because as as technology grows and your projects grow and change, the website's going to change. And you know, uh, I know people that you know update the website every other day because they yeah. people go back and they look, right? They said they go back and say, "Oh, geez, let me look at this website." Oh, they haven't updated since 2018. There's a good yeah. chance that company's not around anymore, right? And not doing relevant. Yeah, work. and just not just like the projects that you're uploading, but even aesthetically, um, people's design tastes change. And you know, we recently did like. I would say like a semi rebrand um, where we introduced some new bolder colors and kind of just refreshed everything. So of course I had to go and refresh all of our social media and our, um, our website as well. Uh, the, the hands group swag is uh, on point. Cause I've got a hands group hat <laughs> I that I, so. it's, it's on point. I got a, I got a hat. It was given a hat by Patrick Andrews and, uh, it's one of those hats I only wear for special things like maybe golf. I don't don't wear it in the yard doing yard work because I don't want to no. get dirty, right? Keep it nice and clean. But I've known that I, Aaron's got a pretty sweet hat, right? Twentieth anniversary hat. Got a, yeah. He always looks sharp and crisp with his uh with his merch on there. Uh, what are some projects that you've got upcoming as far as marketing wise? What do you what do you got um, on the horizon? Aside from Mighty Squirrel Fenway, we are actually doing a. 20,000 square foot ground up great American beer hall. So it kind of blends that scale of a traditional German beer hall with the modern industrial um, aesthetic of a craft brewery. Um, So I think that's going to be really fun. I don't think the area has seen anything like that to date. We certainly haven't done a project like that to date. So that's going to be a really exciting time. We just wrapped up Smith and Walensky in um, Burlington. Um, it was a 9,000 square foot two-story conversion of a former Del Frisco's into uh, Smith and Walensky Steakhouse. And I've seen that project and it's funny. You drive by and I'll say, there's the Haynes sign. I've seen it, right? Yeah. That, and I've seen the pictures online. Now, as part of your job, do you go, is it working on projects? Do you get to go visit the job site and take pictures of everything? And that's what, that's part, that's got to be oh. exciting, right? So you get to see stuff from like, um, you know, I've done some remodels in my previous career where it's a full demo, right? They're knocking down wall, jackhammering floors, tearing down ceilings, and then you could see the progress. That's got to be exciting, right? What is what is some more exciting stuff that you've done along those lines? Um, I love just going out to the site. Um, sometimes I get to kind of play around with certain power tools as long as, you know, it's, <laughs> it's safe. <laughs> and, um, so that's fun. Um, I love just being with the team out there though and because I don't get to interact with the field team in person too often um, because everyone's always spread out around New England so it's nice to sit and have those you know half hour to an hour talk with them and learn about what they do and what they love and um, you know because it helps me market better I, I learn the terminology I get to see kind of what interests them as well and what they want to see out there now are any clients too and that's great right because i'm sure that they love what you're doing as far as the marketing side because then you're you're sending out some great pictures you're sending out some great material do you ever go on the job site and kind of doctor a photo say okay you stand over here and pose like this or do no no, there's no other than cleaning up if if you know there's a piece of paper in the way i might put that um but other than that no it's 
just making sure everybody is safe. Um, I try to stay out of the way as much as possible when I'm on site um, yep. and let them get their job done. And then you get those candid photos. You get you get to see the real job, what's going on behind and, the scenes. And again, I, it's from the marketing side. Everyone's so uh, you know, tied to social media. They want to see pictures. They love just scrolling through and just seeing, well, there's this, you know, like I said, I, I'm always whether it be on the highway or just driving around, you always see projects like, oh, there's an ABC member. Oh, that was done by an ABC member. And to know that you gotta get you gotta get mighty squirrel to put something here up in the North Shore. You got any influence over there? You can tell them to put something here up and uh yeah. Yeah, tell them to build something in North Shore. Uh as far as if you weren't doing marketing, what would you be doing? You think what's what are some outside interests rather than the marketing? Um, this is like way out there, but I would love to be like a museum curator. Ah. Yes. All right. I'm a huge history lover and um which is why I mean construction can be can fill that void too because we do work on historic buildings and I get to see a lot of historic pieces. So were you like a history person then got into marketing or is that was this something just in the background you've always enjoyed doing the history it's side? It's just something that I've always enjoyed. I took extra classes in college um that were history focused, art history focused, um you know, which was also architecture so I got to learn about that. Yeah. So but that's, I sort of just fell into this construction world. So that's that same as me, right? We talked about it in a previous episode. You know, I was, uh, you know, training and development of adults for a long time, and just happened to fall into this, and it's been great, right? It's, even on our side, the school side, every day is something new. Every day is something exciting. It's almost, you know, I'm sure as you go, you know, do you ever have a crazy idea, and you're like, man, they're never going to go for this, and then you go for it, and they're like, wow, they actually, actually did that. You ever, ever have a day like that? Um, yes. Um, there have been many occasions where I've had big ideas. I've some, some of which I've just kind of run with some of which I brought to Mike and Brian and they're like, no way. Um, but then, you know, we do it and yeah, sometimes it's wonderful and it's great. And sometimes it fails. And, but Mike is always very much, um, a big supporter of that and just thinking out of the box and, you know, as long as it's not a catastrophic mistake, um, you know, we can always pivot and do other things. And that's what makes work so exciting, right? Especially in the construction field, because it is so new it does grow it is changing it's evolving so uh, as far as technology piece what are some things that you use on the technology side that helps you on the marketing um so we've recently brought in um some virtual reality and a laser scanner so our pre-construction team does that but i've been able to market that i've been able to go out on sites with them and and you know take video and photo of them actively using these products which has been a huge hit on the social media side, on the marketing side. Um, in terms of marketing, um, you know, we we have been kind of dabbling in some of the AI stuff. I've been looking into it. I'm not a huge proponent of it, which I know is not something most marketers would <laughs> willingly admit. Yep. <laughs> but, yep. um, you know, I, I, I like to always test new things and see what's out there. Yeah, and you have to test things, right? Because you have to stay on the edge, right? Or you run the risk of falling behind, right? And that's, you know, speaking of, you know, crazy ideas, the podcast was a crazy idea that we had here in the office. And someone said, let's try it, let's do it. Uh, and then we just kind of ran with it. Now we're 70 something episodes in and, you know, it just kind of quietly builds up speed and momentum. So, you know, uh, it's a great, it is a great resource for the members. And that's what it's for the members to, you know, give themselves a little commercial and talk about, like like I said, upcoming projects. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, other than the Mighty Squirrel thing in the, in the beer hall, what else are you guys looking forward to as far as upcoming projects that you could talk about? 
Well, we've got a lot going on. We've got several industrial projects going on, um, some hotel projects in the works, um, a lot of retail. Retail has really come back. And I know for a period of time that was, you know, up for debate, really, if, if it was going to make a big comeback. We're seeing a lot of office renovations as well. So um, we'll see. I, I, I really enjoy personally marketing the breweries and the, the hotels. Do you think that... Um that trend will continue more breweries, more beer hall type of things, because you've seen a lot of those out there, right. From craft brewers to, you know, you know, micro brewery type of things. Is that something you think is going to grow in the, over the next couple of years? I, I think so. Yeah. Um, we're seeing a lot of places now they're, they're building their second, third, fourth locations. Um, but they're kind of, they're changing how they do it a little bit. And, you know, with this great American beer hall, that's an entirely new concept at least in our area. Um, so I, I think, I think we're going to start seeing a, a shift in how they're, how they design and how they build and, and where they build to. Have you utilized in your marketing site, the drone aspect of things? Have you gotten into that at all? Yes. Um, we do that for certain projects. Uh, most recently we did it at um, airport road in Fall River um, at that. We, we just kind of, repositioned the old Phillips Lidlier, um factory. It was a uh, 300,000 square feet and um, we repositioned it into um, several tenant spaces. And you, you usually put through the drone, but you, you fly in the drone. Is that you? Um, yes. <laughs> Good for you. That's great yeah, news. That's It's stressful. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, our, anything remote control, especially up in the air is very stressful because you don't yeah. know on the grounds, one thing when you're in the air, up, down, left, right is a little yes, bit. I'd rather yep. hire somebody. <laughs> to yeah. Be it, yeah. And, and it's, it's a definitely a skill, but if you're good at it, right. It's something mm-hmm. I, I think it's great because you just get a whole different shot of the, of the site, right. You get the yeah. aerial view and you know, the site looks a lot different from a couple hundred feet in the air uh, than it does on the ground. It goes up really high though. And it's terrifying. Are you doing it on your phone? Is that what you guys are using? Yeah, so you hook your phone up to the remote oh. control and um, you can fly the drone from there and your phone will show you exactly kind of what you're looking at. I'd be afraid I'd fly right into somebody's side of somebody's car. Mike has something. safety features on it, so oh. I don't <laughs> the, Kate, the Kate safety features enabled <laughs> from his own phone. He can enable those features. All right, so um, what else do we want? To, uh, as, as far as the shift in the trades, what have you seen in your five years at the Haynes Group, some of the changes you've seen yeah. Uh, um, what it, What are those? You know, I think with the advancements in technology, we're seeing a lot of like a big push now back into the trades. And, you know, I, I think it has to do with people are concerned that, you know, their jobs are going to become irrelevant and the trades are something that will forever be here. Um, you know, you can't tell chat GBT to uh, build your building. Right. So um, I think you're going to start seeing a big shift. Um, I personally have seen a lot of people and heard a lot more parents telling their children to take that route, to go into the trades, to go to trade school. Um, and there's a school in my community that I grew up in. Um, actually, my, my old middle high school, we never had, at least while I was there, we never had woodworking or yep. um, any of those. And now they're bringing back welding classes and carpentry and, and they're bringing in uh, the trades again. So I why think why do you think that is? Like, yeah, why, why do you think the mentality changed? Do you think what what is making, you know, is it the cost of college? Do you think that maybe you know these you know kids? Are, I I've got a college student 
at home and it's going to cost him a fortune to go to school. And I've told him when you get out of school, you'd be making a lot of money because you got some school loans to pay. Whereas you could send him in the trades to go to school for four years and come out making six figures and have little to no any sort of debt. Do you think that's one of the things that could is making that change? Yeah, I think financially that's it's a big concern for people these days. Um, the cost has gone way up um, even since I graduated, and you know you're seeing more kids who college might not be for them. Um, that's right. And then you're also, like I said, the advancements in technology and, and that fear of not being able to get a job and being stuck with all of these loans now, it's, it's kind of terrifying. And then especially with, you know, this, the, the trade schools, I'm sure, like you said, your hometown up here on the, on the North Shore, there's the trade schools, there's a wait to get in. I mean, you've got to apply and you've got to interview. And it's not just like, you know, the kids who didn't want to go to college, go to the trade school. Now you've got programs now at the trade schools that are just as good or if not better you know to get them prepared to a lot of people leave the trade schools can still go to college you've got computer science computer engineering Mm -hmm. any sort of engineering you know the medical field is fantastic but you know i think as uh like you said chat gpt you know you could ask chat gpt to write you a letter but it'd be a little hard from the build your house you need the people on the ground you need the people swinging hammers you need people you know you know, pouring foundations, digging trenches, you need all that stuff. Um, it's pretty awesome. All the work that Haynes Group does on there. Now, in your time, the five years you've been here, you've been to a lot of ABC events. How do you, you know, and I know Haynes is a huge supporter of ABC Massachusetts. You know, what have you seen in your five years that would, uh, you know, if somebody out there was going to ask you what ABC offers, what would you tell them? I think it's a great opportunity. Um, I personally, in enjoy going to all of the events. Um, Mike is on the board of directors. Um, it's it's a really great opportunity to not only help your, your firm grow, to help yourself grow, but also to meet other people and to find, to find new ideas and new ways to do business and um, just new opportunities. Um, we work with a lot of subs subcontracted partners who are in ABC and um, you know it's nice to be able to have those connections. It gives them kind of an advantage, right? You're looking at, you know, the, at least you know now. And it's kind of like a family, right? You're looking at ABC yeah. as kind of a family. We go to a lot of events together. You see the same people every time you yeah. go to the events. Hey, how's it going? Um, the, this week's the golf tournament. Are you coming to the golf tournament? Are you going to be there? I personally am not. I do not golf. Oh. Um, but we do have um, four of our teammates going. Um, two of our project managers and two of our site superintendents. So, Kaylin, even though you don't golf, you need to say you golf so you can just show up and, and be there, right? Oh, I, I, I don't think anybody wants it on their team. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just, you don't tell them that. You just say, listen, I'm a great golfer. I'm fantastic. <laughs> and then when you get there, you're like, oh, my back hurts. Oh, my swing's a little off today. They need someone to drive the car. They need someone just to be oh, the, okay. the, the, the. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell them this to Haynes. You want to be there just to, you know, if anything else, we just go, we just like to hang out. Cause like you said, it's a, it's a great event. You get to go and meet people. It's nice to be in person because you see so many people virtually now that you can't, yeah. you don't, you know, when you see them in person, you're like, I don't recognize you. Cause I'm used to seeing you from the, from the waist up or the neck up. Cause yeah. I never see the rest of their body, but uh, this has been fantastic. Anyway, this is Kate. Kingman from the Haynes Group. Now we're going to send it over to everybody's favorite, my personal favorite part of the podcast, Lightning Round. We're going to ask Kate 10 rapid-fire questions she's been stressed on about this. She said she studied. I don't know what she studied, but uh, all right. Uh, You have to sing karaoke. What song do you pick? Oh, no. Um, (laughs) um, What's that Shrek song? (laughs) 
the all-star Shrek yes. song all-star all right so she's gonna be singing so at the next haynes group party someone's gonna whip out the karaoke machine she's singing all-star uh, uh what was your least favorite food as a child do you still hate it or do you love it now oh avocados and i love it now really yes straight up uh, all right so it's not like a guacamole thing you like just straight avocado yeah <laughs> uh what is your favorite magical or mythological animal Dragons. If you could add anyone to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. I have no idea. Uh, so what would your superpower be and why? Uh, lightning speed. What I is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Favorite TV show? Ooh. Um, the Blacklist. Uh, are you a traveler or a homebody? Definitely a homebody. What fictional world or place would you like to visit? Fictional being like a make-believe place. Would you like to visit? Um, probably Lord of the Rings, like the little Hobbit place. What is your favorite meal to cook and why? Um, anything with sweet potatoes. That's easy. <laughs> what, what's the weirdest food you ever eaten? Oh, I had python once when I was in Ooh. college. Gee, I know it's weird, but it tastes like chicken. Python. How, how do they? Were they just? Cook it, fry like it. Cooking, um, like a cooking competition at the school, and I stopped by just to kind of watch because it, it was one of those TV shows, and um, they had to cook three dishes: an appetizer, a meal, and a dessert, all with python. Uh, if you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? Fashion trend. Fashion trend. Anything from the twenties. Oh, all right. Yeah, the, the flappers, the little flappers. Yeah. Uh, if you could instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? Oh, marketing. Easy. <laughs> if you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be and why? Um, definitely the probably social media. It's my least favorite part of my job. All right. Uh, do you, it, because it's it is tireless. The social media side right? is you, you it is. A, and it's yep. not personable. Nope. No matter how hard you try. Yep. I'd rather it, just talk to somebody. That's it. I'm with you. Uh, what school subject was your favorite in school? History. Uh, let's see here. If you could have your own TV show, what would it be about? Um, it'd probably be a sitcom about my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, the zombie apocalypse is coming. Who are three people you want to fight on your team? Uh, my dad and okay. probably probably my intern. And... <laughs> She's great. All right. <laughs> She's so smart. All right. That's good. All um, right. One more. You get one more. Oh, gosh. Maybe my boyfriend. And then are you a coffee or tea drinker? Coffee. How do you like your coffee? Um, black. And uh, where do you go for your coffee? What's a good coffee place that you like to go to? Um, Probably Starbucks. Or Starbucks. All right. Well, everybody, that is Kate Kingman from the Haynes Group. If they want to get a hold of you, Kate, how do they get a hold of you? Um, LinkedIn, email. All right, that's it, Kate from the Haynes Group. Thank you very much, Kate. You've been amazing. You. We'll see you at another event soon. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Caitlin, for coming on the podcast with us this week. Um, I know it took us a couple weeks to track you down and get you on here, but we're glad you were. Uh, and this week's wacky and crazy news, uh, the pod squad here has not seen this yet. This is new to them today. But the news this week... Girl blows her family's life savings of $65,000 on mobile phone games. Teenage girl blew her family's life savings on mobile games, spending about $65,000 in total. 
That's a whole hell of a lot of in-game purchases and completely cleaned out her poor mother's bank account after she got a hold of the debit card details. What's more, the young girl reportedly tried to hide what she'd done from her mother, deleting chats and transaction histories. Obviously, the lack of money soon became apparent and her mom found out anyway. The Chinese 13-year-old spent $64,000 of the cash that was in her family savings account without her parents' knowledge. Pod Squad, what do you think? What are why, we- why are your life savings linked to a debit card? <laughs> Have you heard of a Roth IRA account? That's a, that's a good one. Uh, and it was the, the whole thing was <laughs> oh discovered uh, that, that her daughter had been on a bit of a spending splurge at the end of May when she got a call from a teacher at her child's boarding school. That teacher was concerned that the kid might have an addiction to pay to play games. And from the sounds of things, they may have a point. When her mother went to check the bank account, it only had seven cents in it. <gasps> That's got to be up there with the worst feeling in the world. Between January and May, her mother said she spent $16,000 a month on buying accounts for the games as well as making $30,000 worth of in-game purchases. Follow-up question. Hey, mom, did you not check the bank account from January to May? (laughs) That's insane. Maybe because it was savings. Yeah, they didn't check. That is so crazy. First of all, I wouldn't have survived my childhood. We had flip phones when we were kids and my dad would monitor he would monitor often and he the first thing he told us was don't text because it's going to cost more and do not download games my brother downloaded two games and he had us <laughs> in the room <laughs> two games he had us he had it yeah two games and he was like who who downloaded these games he asked both of us like separately and then he brought us into his office and he was like one of you guys is going to spill the beans and it's it because where you're not going to have any phones anymore. So I don't know. I would have, I would have dug my own grave. So, so she was making the purchases, but she also transferred loads of money to 10 of her classmates. So they could also make purchases themselves. Uh, speaking through tears, what? the youngster explained that she'd linked her mom's card to her own mobile phone, but didn't know where she was getting the money from. It wasn't aware how much she was spending. And she's blaming her friends. She says it, was it the gets friends worse. Are, that is friends, crazy. Friends are partially to blame because they pestered and badgered her once they realized the kind of money that she did have. If I didn't send it to them, she they didn't would have anything. <laughs> her mom had money. If I told and now the teacher, no one has anything. Sixty-five thousand dollars. I, you know, I, I don't do a lot of mobile games because I'm not paying money because I know it's pay to play and I, I just can't get into that. But and you guys do that at all? You guys play games, pay to play in a game on your phone? No, but I mean, so my boyfriend has two kids. They're nine and seven. The seven year old when he was either five or six um, went on an Amazon shopping spree um, <laughs> oh unbeknownst to us. And all of these toys started showing up to our house. And it turned out that he spent about $80 on his Yaya's credit card. Um <laughs> And oh my goodness, she felt so she felt bad for him for whatever reason. And he has kept every single toy that he ordered to this day. And I will say at le- he was thoughtful because he did order his brother a couple things, oh, um, like matching alarm clocks, oh. um, both. Well, one of them was his favorite color. The other one was his brother's favorite color. So there were some thoughtful purchases there. Nothing for us, um, which is fine. I prefer that. But yeah. 
um, but not think, doesn't come close to sixty five k. Yeah, but think of kids, right? Kids just see packages being delivered to the house, and they, they don't they don't realize what's going on. They just see no mom or dad, money, right? No they just like, time. oh, you yep. need this or that. <laughs> boop boop boop. Push the button. Hit buy <laughs> now. Get something yep. out to the house. This is great. But I don't think I'd be alive. I spent sixty five thousand dollars on a phone. We wouldn't have a house. I mean, we're, yeah, what yeah. are you gonna do? Yep. And of course, it's, it's uh, coming from Atlanta, China. All yeah. right, pretty exciting stuff going on the wacky news. What do we got for upcoming? trainings we have june 27th lockout tag out class um make sure you check that out at the abc gci woman office from five to eight august 29th we'll have a first aid cpr class again from five to nine so you know gear up for the school year and then september 5th 12th 19th and 26th we'll have a construction supervisor license prep for exam class again at the abc gci woman office you can check out these classes and the rest of the classes that we have through december 2023 at gwgci.org forward slash events and one of the events that is coming up i'll let kayla talk about this one is the open house kayla you want to give him on yes. the big news about the open house Absolutely. So we're hosting our very first open house on Woo! June 27th here at our Woburn office. Um, it's going to be from 12 to 6. Um, we wanted to open it up just in case anybody wanted to come for lunch or, you know, some folks get off at 2, 3, whatever it may be. It's from 12 to 6. The entire admin staff will be here. We'll have some teachers. We'll have some light refreshments, snacks. Um, we do have a couple of vendors coming um, to hand, hopefully hand out some swag. It's going to be a good time. If any um, current students have any questions, they can come out and talk to staff right on site. And if anybody knows of anyone who's interested in the construction trades, any of the folks in our pre-apprenticeship program with Building Mass Careers, anybody, just anybody, anybody who's interested can come out and ask questions. So please, please um, reach out to myself for, or or someone here in the office or just reach out to myself for the RSVP um, to the open house. We would love to see you guys here. We'd love to have you all. And especially as we get back to somewhat of a post COVID life where people can actually be in public and be in person. Right. Uh, we encourage anybody that has any questions about anything GCI related. You want to come to the open house. It's June 27th, 12 to six. There'll be some refreshment service and uh, things like that. Like Kayla's doing a great job putting this together. Mm -hmm. So come on out, meet the staff and, uh, we look forward to seeing some actual people in person here answer some questions. So uh, next up is uh third, everyone's third favorite portion of the podcast behind the uh, events and factor crap. It's the, now the news sponsored by Kenny and Sam's and Patriot benefit services. First up this week is the message from the chair member uh, member success kit helps ABC mass companies thrive. If you have not gotten your member success kit, reach out to Venus, but uh, the chairperson Vera says that, She's pleased to offer an example of that help, uh, the chapter's new member success kit. You can click on the link in the newsletter. The kit is a great way for those who joined ABC Mass to understand all the benefits of membership and it's continuing education for more veteran members who may not be aware of newer programs that can help their company succeed. So we're working uh, super hard on the member success kit. Also, I'd like to congratulate cruise companies. They're, they bought some new Bedford land from the state. will develop affordable housing. Uh, the state has sold former St. Mary's Home for Children in New Bedford to Roxbury-based Cruise Development Corporation to help create new affordable housing opportunities in the city. Cruise plans to develop the property into 28 mixed-income rental units, of which 70% will be affordable, 30% market rate, along with outdoor play area and parking. Cruise Development Corporation President and CEO and former ABC Mass Chair John B. Cruz III sent a press release that he applauds the state's drive for better and more affordable housing opportunities in gateway cities like New Bedford 
and thanks the Division of Capital Asset Management and Maintenance for the collaboration. Um, upcoming events, we've got Building Your Foundation Contractor Fundamental Seminar Series. Allison did a great job putting that together with Carol. That starts Wednesday, June 28th. The ABC Mass and Google uh, Construction Institute are happy to announce Building Your Foundation Contractor Fundamental Seminar Series. The goal of the series is to help our member firms with some of the fundamental aspects of running a construction business so that you can focus on achieving success. Uh, they will leverage the resources of fellow ABC members who are subject matter experts in our topic areas as our primary presenters. Uh, it takes place the last Wednesday of the month. There's a little bit of a break there over the summer. Uh, when this comes out, the golf autumn will be long gone and past. Carol's going to do a fantastic job. We've got a legal roundtable coming up Wednesday, June 21st from 7.30, 9.30 here in the office, as well as expanding the workforce pipeline and support available to ABC members, featuring the Massachusetts Secretary of Labor and Workforce Development, Lorne Jones, at the Burlington Marriott on Tuesday, June 27th from 7.30 to 10. All ABC members are encouraged to join us for the special meeting with new Massachusetts Labor and Workforce Secretary Lauren Jones, appointed early this year by Governor Maura Healy. Secretary Jones is the driving force behind the state's workforce development efforts. Uh, that, like I said, takes place Tuesday, June 27th. Looking forward to having the open house. Uh, some member updates. Chris Kenny wins Mass Bar Gold Medal Award. Past ABC Mass Chair and past Massachusetts Bar Association President Chris Kenny was awarded the MBA's Gold Medal Award at an annual gala on May 11th. So congratulations to Chris Kenny. Uh, ABC member Procopio is working on a, a multifamily project in Beverly. It's called Amara. It's going to be on the waterfront over there on Rantoul Street in Beverly. Check that out. Uh, shout out to Erlen Construction. Welcomes the addition of Kelly Kennedy as a business development manager. Welcome to her, Kelly. Hopefully we'll see you at an event soon. Uh, Coffee Break Podcast. If anybody wants to be on the podcast, reach out to me, Mike at GWGCI.org. Like we said before, this newsletter is comes in your inbox. We just read it out to you. If you want to have something in the newsletter, reach out to communications at abcma.org. Keep an eye on your uh, bank account so your kids aren't emptying it of pay-to-play video games. And as always, Allison, anything you want to tell our listeners? I think that's it. So with that, be sure to follow us on Instagram at ABCGCI Coffee Break. Be sure to follow us on all the places that you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. The list goes on and on. Be sure to leave us five stars. Leave us a little rating, a little message. Makes us happy, makes us smile. And with that, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week and we'll catch you then. (laughs) 